podcast one production. Hey guys, you're listening to Crappy to Happy. I'm Cass Dunn. I'm a clinical and coaching psychologist, a mindfulness meditation teacher and author of the Crappy to Happy books. In this series, we look at all of the factors that might be making you feel crappy and give you the tools and the techniques that will help you to overcome them. In each episode, I introduce you to interesting, inspiring, intelligent people who are experts in their field, and my hope is that they will help you feel less crappy and more happy. Most of us know Amy Shepherd for her musical talents as one of the lead vocalists in the band Shepherd. But more recently, Amy has been making a different kind of noise with her Kiss My Fat Ass movement. So what began with Amy posting an unedited photo of herself wearing a bikini on Instagram has grown into a campaign promoting self-love and body positivity. Shepherd have now released a hit single and a music video to spread the Kiss My Fat Ass message and I could not have been more thrilled to have Amy in the studio. To start with, do you just want to tell us a little bit about your background? Like how did the band Shepherd, you're in a band with two of your siblings. Yeah, that's how did, right. How did they get started? It's such a long story now. So it's been, I think it's been nearly 10 years that I've been doing Shepherd. Um, so it all began, I've always wanted to be a musician since um, I was about 10 years old. Oh, wow. And um, it actually started then when my guitar teacher, um, used to be a session musician for Yothi Indy. Oh, wow. And he had these amazing stories of touring with like Janet Jackson and all like Madonna. And I just couldn't believe these stories. And I was like, this is what I, this is the life I want to live. I'm going to work really hard to get there. And um, I was very lucky to find my passion at a young age. Yes. Um, so fast forward after school, I went and studied a diploma of music um, just at South Bank TAFE here in Brisbane. So I, one of my assignments was to write a song and produce it and promote it as if it was really going on iTunes in the market. So um, I wrote this song and of course I left it to the last minute as teenagers you do. And um, I, my brother was up from Sydney. Um, he was studying acting and I knew that he could kind of sing. And I was like, George, can you get on this track and sing some harmonies for me? Because I'm in <laughs> deep poo-poo. <laughs> We've got kids in the studio here, so I don't know if I can swear on this. You can. Um, yeah, and so George got on the track and started seeing harmonies and he had all these ideas and I was like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> you're actually amazing at this. Like, why don't we continue to write? Um, I can come up to Sydney or down to Sydney every now and then and we'll just keep going and doing this. And he's like, yeah, great. And um, yeah, and then it wasn't long before we met Jay Bovino, who's the third songwriter in Shepherd. And we just had a chemistry that was so special. We were just like pumping out songs that we were really proud of. Wow. Yeah, and um, yeah, ever since then... Shepherd <laughs> sort of there, kept was the birth of Shepherd. Right. And so I'm really curious to know, you have obviously always had a close relationship with your siblings. Yes. How is it working so closely with family? It's actually I get this question a lot. And yes. they're like, Oh, if I was in a band with my siblings, I'd kill them. <laughs> um but it's been really good. It's been really we get along really well. We're actually friends in real life. Um we hang out, we all have the same friendship group. I don't know whether that's lame, but it's the way it is. Um we're good friends and it's actually easier because you can be honest with mm. them. You don't have to walk on eggshells and um, worry about offending people. You just come out and say it and you might have a fight and then you get over it. And Like siblings do. Right. And it's the best way to resolve some problems, Yeah, um, a lot of the problems that we do face. So, Amy, um, everything has been going amazingly well. Like for many young people, in their mind, you are seriously living the dream. You wanted to be a musician. You came out of school. Boom. You know, total <laughs> rock star, literally. Um, so then bring us to now. 
January 16th, 2019. Yes. So, oh my gosh, it's just so much has happened yes. since, <laughs> since we started the band. And um, yeah, we've actually had a little bit of a break. Um, George, my brother, has... Um, a nodule, a nodule in his vocal cord, oh. on his vocal cord. So we're going to have to have a couple months off. But it's been really good because in the meantime, I've started this whole, just naturally happened, I started this um, movement called Kiss My Fat Ass, mm-hmm. um, which is all about, I guess, body positivity and self-love. And yeah, it, it it's going really well at the moment. So I'm kind of exploring explain that, that explain yeah. how that came about because it's it is a movement it's all over social media and w- but w- what was the impetus like how did this yep. begin well it wasn't i didn't go out and say i'm going to start a movement um and it's been really organic which is um the best part of it all but it started with um an instagram post i've always been very self-conscious of what people think of me and the way i look and i'm very aware that obviously i'm in the public eye and I need to be perfect, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was looking for content one day and I was like, I need to upload a photo, otherwise the algorithm's going to punish me. <laughs> and oh, uh, the perils oh, of social gosh, media. I know, it's mm. just exhausting, really. But um, I was looking through like 300 photos and I couldn't find one to upload. Um, because you I, didn't like them? Because I didn't like mm. any. None were up to Instagram standards, mm. you know, that high standard that is there. Um, I did come across this photo that my boyfriend took of me by the pool and it was just a candid shot and I was kind of looking at him um, and I had cellulite all down my legs and my butt because, you know, the sun was at, it was midday Mm -hmm. and I was just like, I love this photo but like what can I do to get rid of that cellulite? So I sat there for like 10 minutes trying to face tune, um, yeah, my my legs and my butt and it just looked like fake. You know, it goes all blurry and I was just like, what? Like, I just had a realisation. I was like, what am I doing? Like, who do I think I am that I can't have cellulite? You know, there's people following me on social media, young girls and, you know, women and men of all age, and here I am face-tuning my butt, and they're going to be comparing their real butts to my fake butt. And I just thought, I'm just going to post it. So I posted it as is, and I just threw my phone aside because I was really fed up. And... um I came back to my phone a couple of hours later and it was my most liked photo and the comments were just overwhelming. I was getting DMs from people saying like, thank you and so relatable, da, da, da. Um, yeah, so it really opened my eyes to a lot of things from that moment and I just realised that something, people need to see this. People need, Reality. Right. People can't believe it's such a shock to people <laughs> to see a bit of cellulite. Mm. Yeah. So that's where it all began and I just continued to upload photos and, you know, photos of me running on the beach, (laughs) which is like my worst nightmare. And yeah, in turn, I've sort of healed myself of these insecurities. Yeah, that's Um, amazing. Yeah, it's been really um, liberating for me and hopefully for my followers. This is such an important message that you're spreading, Amy. And I I really, um, you know, I really appreciate it because I'm the mother of a 13-year-old girl. Um, she's actually in the yes, studio with is. us today and <laughs> you. she's here because she wanted to meet you because you're a really positive role model for her. Oh, thank you. Because young girls and young women and women of all ages are exposed to these really unrealistic mm. depictions of what a woman's body is supposed to look like and mm. have these such unrealistic ideas about how they're supposed to look. And I did want to ask you as somebody, particularly in the music industry, mm. I mean, the pressure is on all of us, yep. but do you feel like, especially in music, fashion, influences, you know, these people in the public eye are under even more pressure? Uh, I would say so, only because they're um, 
they need to release content all the time. Uh. And they're trying to keep up with each other. Do you know what I mean? And that standard that's set. So if you want to look professional, you look to the professionals. And what are the professionals doing? They're airbrushed and they're skinny yeah. and they're, um, that's, you know, the ideals of beauty is presented to, to us in such an unrealistic way. And I think everyone, that's what everyone looks to other, like, you know, the Vogues and the, um, the mm. runways and mm. what you see in the runway is not really what a woman's body is. Not really. Uh, and when you say this was a real issue for you, I'm really curious to know, so like how big an issue? So how concerned were you about um, how you looked? So I was an overweight child. Okay. Um, so I was bullied through um, primary school and I grew up in Papua New Guinea. And then coming into boarding school here in Brisbane, I found it a real shift. So um, it was, yeah, it was very different. And I just found I had no self-esteem at all left. I was just the shell of a person who would just awkwardly move around school. Really? And I did have like finally eventually made a couple of friends, but just... I just didn't know who I was as a person. I, um, yeah, I just had no self-esteem at all. I wasn't good at anything. I wasn't, you know, I don't know, happy at all because I was just bullied and, um, yeah, it didn't have any self-worth. And it's taken me a really long time to grow on that and years really because, you know, you move ahead a few steps but then you take a few steps back. And, yeah, so I think it was – I ended up losing a lot of um, – my weight around 14 um, had a growth spurt and just got into sport. And although I had lost weight, my self-conscious issues were still there. Yes. And I think this is a really important message um, because people think that body positivity might only be for overweight people, but I disagree with that. I think I do too. Yeah. I think body positivity and growing self-esteem and self-confidence is for everybody. In fact, I was going to mention that I had a client of mine recently, I don't really see clients one-on-one, -on -one, but if I've seen somebody before and they want to just come back to check mm. in with something, they're welcome to come and see me. And I had a client come to see me recently who has been under a lot of stress and she's lost a lot of weight mm. and she's also getting married. Right. And she is having huge um, anxiety and self-esteem issues because she feels too skinny. Right. And then people say, but you look fabulous. Like you look mm. amazing because we worship thin. Yeah. People just keep on telling her that she's ridiculous, which yeah. just makes her feel even worse. So I totally agree that I think anybody at any shape or size can experience that internal mm -hmm. dissatisfaction with themselves. Yeah. And I think sometimes those messages are even more, um, you know, when people say, but you've got the perfect body, I think it just can make things so much worse. worse. Yeah, it's so true. It's how we see ourselves is the most important. It sounds so cliche, but it's so it's true. So true. Mm. how you feel on the inside. And in fact, it was my conversation with Taryn Brumford, who I know you yeah, have been doing some yeah, work with as well. Crazy. Yes. Um, we had her on season three of the podcast. Yeah. And even though I know this and I talk to this to women about this all the time, it was when she said, why do we even say to women, wow, like you look great. Have you lost weight? Mm. You know, just reinforcing the message over and over again that Skinny you look better. Yeah. That mm. thin is the ideal. Mm. And what do we say to men? I was thinking about this on the way here today. We say, oh, you look great. Have you been working out? Yeah, that's so true. I've never don't noticed we? that. We don't say mm. to men, oh, lost some weight, you, you know, look, yeah, lost a, bit of, <laughs> lost a bit of your love handles there, you know, Johnny. We don't. We say, have you been working out? Like yeah. you've been fit, you look fit, you look strong. Yeah. Whereas we don't necessarily 
Yeah, that's so true. Value women's mm. physical appearance in the same way. Yeah, I think it's also important to sort of for people to realize that there's other compliments that you can use. Yes, besides your you know? shape of your body, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. It really opened my eyes actually that mm. conversation about how much um, we just generally comment positively or negatively on women's appearance. Yeah, because it, it, you might get a short-term boost, but then. Yeah, later on you real it just reinforces that statement that that's where know, my value lies. Your value lies in the way you look, which is not true at all. So Amy, it also just occurred to me that of all of the guests we've had on the show so far, and especially around this topic, you're probably one of the first ones who has grown up almost in mm. this Instagram era, this generation yeah. of social media. So, have you got any thoughts or comments on what that is like, the extra pressure that mm. that um puts on young people? Yeah, I think I was 20 when okay. Instagram came out um, and it went from, if you scroll right back to thousand million photos, you can see my first Instagram post and it's of a little grasshopper <laughs> and quickly you realise that, oh, that doesn't get any likes, you know, and then you start uh. posting photos of yourself and you're like, oh, that selfie gets more likes and that's where it really stems from. It's like this validation just from other people of the way you look and you're like, oh, if I pose this way, I get more likes. If I show my butt, I get more likes. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, in that world and it scares me to think that there are young kids who've never grown up, have never lived in a life without Instagram and they're being exposed to what adults usually, like back when I was growing up, there were specific things for adults, but yes. now Instagram is for everybody and although it should be 13 plus or 14 it plus. Is, the rule um, is 13 plus, but well, there are many young people with Instagram accounts who are not yet 13. Yeah. And some of the things I come across on Instagram are, you know, borderline pornographic mm-hmm. and um, I can't even imagine the implications that is having on young women and they feel that they have to look a certain way because they see this model on Instagram with um, hundreds and thousands of likes and they're like, oh, okay, well, obviously that's good because she's doing well. She's got a lot of likes. They aspire to be that. She's, you know, she's got the lips and the boobs and the bikini. <laughs> and Yes. But that's also one of my biggest tips is to be really careful of who you follow. Um, yeah. Because... Although, yes, a bikini model does get a lot of likes. Um, that's not the only people who get a lot of likes. Um, you can get, you know, you can get a lot lots of likes. Lots of really positive role models. Lots of positive role models out there as well. So I think it's very important to make sure you've got a clean feed. Yes. Mm. My daughter's 13 and I make a point of following her friends mm. on social media as well, just because, you know, I I'm, like to keep up right, to date as course. well. Yep. Um, and there are definitely some things that are horrifying, mm. horrifying. 12-year-old girls, and sometimes it's a friend of a friend, like somebody yeah. will tag somebody and I'll click the tag and yes. see who's that. And you're quite right, semi-pornographic mm. at the age of 12, 13. And these young girls, you know, they they block their parents so their parents mm. can't see. Um and they're just, who, who is influencing these girls? Like, where yeah. are they getting the idea, as you say, that right. this is what they need to do to be validated and yeah. to get approval, social approval? Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, they're just trying to fit in mm. and, um, you know, they're trying to be normal. Yeah. And that's their normal. Um, yes. And it's scary. It's really scary. And that's why I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. And I applaud you for Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> 
I hope you're enjoying season four of the show. And hey, I would love for you to check out my brand new YouTube channel where I'm sharing even more tips on how you can feel less crappy and more happy. It's youtube.com forward slash Cass Dunn. So come over, check it out. I'd love for you to subscribe. And if you haven't already taken my free seven day happiness challenge, you can sign up for that at castdunn.com forward slash happiness. Amy, you mentioned earlier that the the response that you got from that photo and the response that you've continued to get by photo, uh, posting images of yourself that are real has helped mm. you heal. I'm really curious to hear more about that healing process and what that has, you know, what that's yep. really meant for you. Well, I think the reason I'm healing is because uh, everyone's just saying how it's okay and they can relate. It's okay that I have cellular and I'm still beautiful and I'm, you know, that people are saying thank you. And I think healing others has helped heal myself, if uh, that makes for sure. sense. Um, it's just proven that you don't need to be stick thin to um, be successful in your life. And it's really shown me that my value doesn't lie in the way I look. Just being honest with people and saying, look, here's the, wor- here's the worst of me, you know, then hate- haters lose their, um, they their, lose their power. power. And they can't say, oh, look at your, you know, cellularity hail damage, you know, because I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I have cellulite. What's, I still can sing. I still can do what I do and, you know, travel the world and have a career. So cellulite doesn't mean anything doesn't define to you. Right. You are so right. When you can own your, your flaws and imperfections, perceived, I should say, flaws, perceived imperfections, when you can just accept yourself, which is, mm. ch- I understand how challenging that is. I don't, dis- you know, diminish how challenging that can be for people, especially who have grown up with a very low sense of self-worth. But when you can own your own, the whole of you, people lose their power over you. Nobody can, so true. nobody can attack you because it's like, well, here I am, like, come at me. Because I'm, you know what I mean? And not in a negative way, but I've, you know, spun it in a way that's positive. It's like, yeah, I have cellulite and doesn't, it doesn't matter. Why is cellulite negative? It doesn't mean that I'm lazy because I train five times a week. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, less than you. It doesn't mean anything. So why is it that people look at um, things like cellulite or belly rolls or stretch marks as a negative? It's a positive because it's shown that you lived, you know, you have stretch marks because you've grown or you've had a baby, you've created life. Exactly. I just don't think that's a negative at all. It's not a negative at all. Mm. This really reminds me of the whole kind of um, Brene Brown message about vulnerability, you know, that our connection lies in our shared vulnerability. Mm. And when we can reveal the parts of ourselves that we feel are kind of ashamed of or we're worried that we're going to be judged for, when can you reveal those selves, those parts of ourselves, and people connect? People say, "Oh, you know, I can relate. Like right. you made me I'm feel better. Alone. I'm not alone." Mm. And then there's this power of just, like you said, like it's healing, not for yourself but for everybody. Mm. It's like everybody can relate, and everybody has, then has permission, right, to be themselves as well. That's exactly right. And I think for me, it was like, "Oh, I'm not alone." Yeah, you know, I'm not alone, and you're not alone. We're together in this, and. Um, yeah, the res- I have had a couple of, you know, trolls, but... Do you um, delete and block? No, I just leave it there. Do you? Yeah, and often I have my, my own people standing up for me, but, um, <laughs> you know, it just goes to show that there are trolls and um, I think it's important to keep them up there so that people can... See what the point is right, of the whole thing. See the point, and there are always going to be haters in no matter what you do. There's always someone who's got to say the opposite or the negative in it. And I think it's really important 
to show how you handle yourself in those situations. And then people can see how many positive comments there are and there's one negative. Do you know what I mean? So the positive outweighs the negative every time. And you're also now you've been putting together a music video, a new song, yes. the Kiss My Fat Ass yes. song. Can you... Yeah. It's not out at the time of recording this episode, it's, but do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so it's coming out on um, July 26th. Oh, it will be out by the time okay. this episode is out on air. So um, I wanted to take Kiss My Fat Ass a little further than me just posting photos of myself. I wanted to, um, I, I guess, give back and explore what it could do and how many people it could reach. So, um, of course, I'm a songwriter and um, I had a, a writing session with George and Jay um, we had two weeks in the studio where we just sat there and wrote every day. And sometimes, you you know, you lose um, topics and you can't think of what to write. And I thought, well, let's write a song about Kiss My Fat Ass. Mm. And this song came out and it was amazing. We all got on board and it was nice to see the boys like in, you get, know, into it. get into it as well. And um, instantly we had all these ideas about what the video clip could be and um, had this idea of doing something similar to Blurred Lines but with... Um, more diverse women involved mm -hmm. um, because if you guys haven't seen Bloodlines, it's just basically naked supermodels dancing around these two men. <laughs> so yeah, I reached out to a couple of my, um, I guess, Instagram friends and my you know supporters and I got some amazing people who agreed to be in the clip and dance with me in nude underwear <laughs> Yeah, um, on set, which was I just, honestly, I'm overwhelmed that people said yes. And um, everybody I spoke to in the clip was like, this is scary. So I'm saying yes. And I just, <laughs> I love that themselves. attitude. Yeah, yeah. Everyone just pushing themselves to do something a little scary and out of their comfort zone. Um, and it was the best day. Everyone was just so supportive. There were no egos. And I had, um, yes, I had Taryn Bromfit from Body Image yes. Movement. Tiffany Hall, who you know quite well. Of course. <laughs> I saw my lovely Tiff. And <laughs> Tiff, of course, is the co-host of the podcast for two seasons. Yes. And I want to say it was completely coincidental. I had no idea Tiff was doing that with you when I invited you to come on right, the show. Such good timing. Just a little serendipitous moment there. Yeah. And it's just everyone who's there was meant to be there, I think. Um, I had another girl called Mon Murphy, who's a power Olympian. And wow. yeah, I was looking because I really wanted someone to represent each type of woman. It's quite hard to do because there's so many types, a lot of, women. types of women. Mm. Um, but I really wanted um, disability to be represented. And um, I just happened to be getting my hair done. And I saw these little boys who were like Paralympians um, just on the side of the road. And they had just come from what looked like a conference. And I was like, oh, if they were women, like I'd go and ask them to be in the video clip because they're awesome. And then my friend comes running in and she's like, Amy, oh my God, like you're here in the hairdresser. And I was like, yeah, what are you doing here? She's like, I was just in the area and I saw that there's all these um, beautiful Paralympian women who um, have obviously just come from a conference. And would you like me to go and ask them if they want to be in your clip? So I was like, uh, okay, sure. So she ran over and was like, hey, like, um, you know, have you heard of Shepherd? <laughs> So random, but this one there was one girl who's from Brisbane. She was like, I would love to be involved. Like, that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, so her name's Monique Murphy and she's a swimmer and she's incredible. She's um she's gone through she had an accident and she's gone through some really tough times. And I think you know, when she had her accident, she mentions how she was focused on her scars and her um, you know, she lost a leg, so she was worried about that's all people would see when they saw her and she's come out of that and everyone who was there was meant to be there yeah. for a reason and, um, 
yeah, it just filled me with pride and yeah. filled me with such happiness. Yeah, good for you. And I was also interested to see, because Tiff has just uh, recently uh, posted an image on her mm-hmm. social media about that day and mm-hmm. about dancing in her undies. And yep. she, even she said, now, Tiffany Hall, most people would hold up as kind of the having the perfect body. Yeah. And I know she's had a baby and she's bounced back. She's been amazing as yep. well, but she's very fit, very strong. And even she said, this was really scary, like to get out and dance in my undies. But she loved it, obviously. (laughs) But it just goes to show that it doesn't matter what people see on the outside. Like that pressure to look a certain way affects everybody. It does. Hopefully this is going to send out the uh, the message that, yeah, we're all in together and um, everybody is insecure about how they look. And and bodies are so different to how, you know, in a photo to how they move on camera and how they move in real life. So I hope this shows um, some young girls watching and some, you know, older women too, that um, it's normal for to have jiggle. And you could be even Tiffany Hall and have a little jiggle. <laughs> yeah. She's, the, you know, one of the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, of course. And I had Cara Saunders, who is... Um, the second fittest woman in the world. Um, she came second in the CrossFit Games. Wow. And she's just had a baby. So, um, yeah, she was, I, I quote unquote, brave to be on. The, I don't like using the word brave because it sort of sends a message that you have to be brave to get out there in your I think real it, self. I think, but, though, it's true, mm. though. It, if you said to me, come and dance in your undies and be in my film clip, uh, that would terrify <laughs> me. There's no question yeah. about that. Yes. And she's she just had a, um, when she filmed, I think the baby's four weeks old. So Wow. Um, yeah, she represented, um, yeah, postpartum bodies yeah. and she was amazing. And then she did her little CrossFit uh, movements and it goes to show how strong women are and she represented like strength, uh, beauty and strength. Um, yeah, so it was a really beautiful day and a, um, a good message as well. I hope everybody rushes to download <laughs> that and goes to rush and watch that clip because I think that's a really amazing message. Thank you. Good for you. It's one of the most um, proud projects that I've ever been a part of in Shepherd. So, Amy, the show is called Crappy to Happy and we always like to, you know, talk through what the issue is or what the, the problem is before we t- give our listeners something really practical um, that they can take away and apply in their life so that if they're going through stuff like this that they can, you know, live their happiest life. So I'm really curious to know what you would like to share mm-hmm. with our audience. Uh, I would just like to share that um, your value does not lie in the way you look and um one of the biggest tips that I could give, and I've already touched on this, is to clean up your Instagram feed mm. or your social media feed. Be careful of what you take in because um, it really affects what you think of yourself because um, you're comparing yourself to these people. And um, yeah, so I follow now people who are inspiring and uplifting and um, people who do cool things and rather than people who just look good in a bikini. Um, I went through and unfollowed a whole bunch of people and it really did change my life Um, because now I aspire to have goals and I think that's another tip is just to um, uh, set goals and achieve them and don't beat yourself up if you don't achieve them. Just continue to work at it and um, adjust. Um, Yeah, and I think my self-esteem now doesn't lie in the way I look. It lies within my goals and achieving goals. And once I know that I can do something, I feel great about it and I feel better about myself. And um, I also would suggest shutting down that negative voice in your head. Mm. Um, you know, you, everybody has it. You wake up, you're like, oh, I ate pasta last night, you know? like, And then instantly from that moment, you're like, oh, I don't like what I see in the mirror. Um, 
I just shut it down completely. It's ongoing. It's this right. ongoing chatter. We've got to be so attuned to it. Um, I even get the voice in my head still. Um, you know, I'm still working on myself every day. Mm. Um, but every time that little voice does rear its ugly head, I just shut it down as best I can right away. And I say something positive about myself. Because you have to want to change as well. You, you know, yes. you can feed into the negative voice and the negativity around you. But um, I think it's so important just to have... Um, a few positive things and things that you are good at and things that you like about yourself, which you can shut down the negative voice in your head. Like, I hate my legs. Um, Shut that down with, oh my God, I did like a PB squat yesterday and my legs did that for me. Yeah. You know, my my strong arms, you know, did push-ups or whatever it might be or whatever your goals are. Um, Focus on the positives and stop thinking about the way you look. I think also, you know, even if you didn't do a PB yesterday, just the fact that I can get up and walk out of this studio or I can carry my groceries. You know, when you think about that message... That message yeah, about totally. um, able-bodied versus disabled, like focusing yep. on what you ca- your body can do, even on an everyday level. Yep, it's there's a lot to be grateful for. There is. We're so lucky. You know, I grew up in Papua New Guinea, so I've been you know exposed to a lot of um, people with misfortune and people who aren't mm. as lucky as we are. So anytime that I do have a negative day, I just think back to some of my memories and some the way some people live is really cruel and you know it's it's sad that they have to live their days day in day out worrying about what they're going to eat mm. and here we are being like oh my jeans don't fit <laughs> you know what I mean first so, world right yes. first world issues and just so having a think about is this issue really that bad is it really going to affect what I can do today I've been doing a lot of um reading and talking and teaching about this uh self ending this kind of self-criticism lately mm. because it's rife mm-hmm. um And I think people don't realize that the voice in your head, your brain doesn't distinguish between your voice, your inner voice and an external voice. So if you're saying you're fat, you're a loser, you're a disgrace, your your physiology and your your mind and everything reacts the same way as if that was somebody else saying that to you. It causes Mm. the same stress response in your body. Your amygdala, which is the fight or flight center in your brain, which reacts to kind of threat or, you know, being attacked, it sort of reacts in the same way, whether it's your Mm. voice or somebody else's voice. So it causes us to be constantly then on alert, like looking for more problems. Mm. And so we just stay in this negative spiral in our own yeah. minds, just constantly focusing on more problems. Because as soon as you you activate that threat response, that fight or flight, then your brain automatically starts looking for more things to be yeah. concerned about. So wow. we're our own worst enemies, really, yeah, quite true. literally. <laughs> it's true. And it can ruin your whole day. So I'm really focused on now making sure my negative moments don't turn into negative days and weeks like they used to. Um, And I think it's really important to have the tools to um, get out of those negative headspaces. And one of my biggest tools is just having positive things to say about myself. Like, yeah, like I said before, these legs can get you out of bed and these legs have taken you all over the world and you can jump on stage. Um, As soon as I hear, see like, oh my God, look at my cellulite legs. I think who cares? Like, yeah. Look at these beautiful, strong legs. Yeah, It sounds silly to say out loud, but when you do say it out loud, it really can change the way you... Um, it's powerful. It's powerful and it really changes the way you, you see yourself and feel about yourself for the day. And I love that don't let a negative moment turn into a negative day. Yes. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think everybody has negative moments. Mm. Um, you might go into the change room and you decide 10 jeans don't fit or whatever and you just think well I'll just go the 12 like who cares so Amy where what are your hopes and dreams for kiss my fat ass like where do you want it to go 
Look, my next goal is to get better at public speaking. I, um, Because I've had such confidence issues um, and negative self-talk, I've always had a fear of speaking publicly. Um, it's something that I am getting better at, but um, I would love to get up and speak to a large number of people um, and be able to do it confidently. So that's my next goal. And share this message. Of course, and Good share the you. Kiss My Fat Ass message um, whilst doing that. Um but in the meantime, I'm just um, enjoying seeing, having people see this video clip and um, yeah, hopefully it just continues to get the message out there that um, it's okay to be who you are, just as you are, and um, to love your body, the skin you're in. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> it has been such a pleasure having you, Amy. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much great. for your time. Make sure you check out the Kiss My Fat Ass single and check out the music video, which is on YouTube if you haven't already. It is catchy and it is a great message. My new book, Crappy to Happy, Love What You Do, is out in all good bookstores. So if you want to find more happy in work, go and check it out. Tune in for the next episode where natural health expert Nat Kringudis shares all of her best advice with me about how to have happy, healthy hormones and what we can all do to prevent problems before they occur. Nat is full of practical advice and this is a must listen for all girls and women. Crappy to Happy is a Podcast One Australia production produced by Dave Zvolensky and with audio by Darcy Thompson. For more great podcasts, head to podcastoneaustralia.com.au or download the app.